Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson, and I welcome you guys into this broadcast. This is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Today, I want to talk about abiding wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. And it's important. Um, for us to abide wholeheartedly because the Lord Most High is accepting nothing less. He ex- He is accepting nothing less from us than our whole heart. So we've got to be prepared to give the Lord Most High our whole heart. Amen. As so I apologize, my voice is a little weak this morning um, just because of the change of the weather and all of that. Um, But I'm going to press on in the mighty name of Jesus and lean on him for his strength and for his his strength, even in my very sound uh, this morning. So if you will, let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I just thank you for an opportunity to serve you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for trusting me with your word, Father God. Thank you, Lord, um, for just abiding with me, Lord Jesus, in this fellowship that you have called me to, Father God, that you have called us, your children to, Lord. I thank you this morning for it. And I just pray, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit this morning, that you would teach us, Father, how to abide with you wholeheartedly, Lord God, that we won't um, let there be any divide or split in our affection or split or divide in our loyalty, Father God, that we will be 100% sold out to you, that we will 100% trust you, Lord God, that 100% of our treasure will be in you and you alone, Father God. Teach us in this hour, Holy Spirit, let every word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your your sight, Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. We're talking about abiding wholeheartedly. And I'm moving forward to the 29th chapter of Isaiah. So if you have your your scripture before you, uh, you can go to the 29th chapter of Isaiah. And in these verses, we see here where Isaiah is prophesying the destruction of Jerusalem. And, um, you know, it's important that we note that, you know, in Jerusalem dwelt the people of the Lord, right? So we're not talking about outsiders. We're not talking about um, people who didn't know God. We're not talking about those who weren't familiar with the marvels and the wonders and the miracles that the Lord Most High had performed. We're talking about people who you know, who were connected to those who saw, or even those who saw the hand of God at work when the Lord Most High um, delivered his children from bondage in Egypt, you know. Um, They they have seen the works and the miracles of God, yet they're in a very interesting situation in that they have moved away from the Lord Most High. And so this is what we're talking about, abiding wholeheartedly, okay? Because there can be no split. There can be no divide between our affections toward God and something else. Because the Lord Most High says, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. 
wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be. And so we have to ask ourselves this morning, where is my treasure? Where is my treasure? Where where are my affections set? You know, and and is my treasure the Lord Most High? Okay, and so this is this is where we gotta be this morning as we go through um, these strict scriptures. Hallelujah! I want to go back to the first chapter of Isaiah, where the Lord Most High tells us the condition, the mental and emotional state of His children. Hallelujah! The Word of the Lord tells us in this first chapter of Isaiah. And I'm going to start reading at verse two. Hear heaven, listen earth, for Adonai is speaking. Adonai is the Lord. It's another name for the Lord. He says, I raised and brought up children, but they rebelled against me. God references Jerusalem and he references Judah as his children. These are his children. And he says, I brought them up. Hallelujah. They are mine. And he says, but they have rebelled against me. He says, an ox knows its owner and a donkey its master's stall. But Israel does not know. My people do not reflect. And I think, you know, if we just pause right there at the word reflect, that's where the power is. And that is where, you know, we really maintain the relationship, our personal relationship with God. We have to reflect on what he has done for us in times past because if we don't reflect you know we will forget we are a forgetful people you know um when our life shifts and we're no longer in trouble uh we forget what it is to to really lean on god you know to really be in that situation where only his deliverance um only his deliverance can make the moment right right and so we we lean and we trust on him but god says you've got to reflect on those times and you so that you don't forget who i am so that you don't forget how important this relationship is you know so the lord says my people they don't reflect verse four says oh oh sinful nation a people weighed down by iniquity, descendants of evildoers. And again, <clears throat> God is not talking about an outside nation. He's talking about his children. And he references them as descendants of evildoers, right? Those who have not walked in the way of truth. Those who have not stayed on the pathway of everlasting life, right? He calls them immoral children. He says they have abandoned Adonai, spurned the Holy One of Israel, turned their backs on him. And this is the first chapter of Isaiah. Again, God is speaking about his people. He's not talking about somebody else. He's saying, my children, they don't reflect. You know, they have abandoned me. They have turned away from the Holy One of Israel. And so we see here in this 29th chapter, as we advance forward that Isaiah is prophesying the destruction of Jerusalem right and so just so we know historically Israel was split there was the northern kingdom which is uh, Jerusalem and then there was a southern kingdom Judah right and so um, the northern kingdom Jerusalem had become so wicked and they had removed themselves so far away from God that um the Lord Most High had to 
transition to focus his his efforts of redemption uh, through the southern the southern kingdom of Israel, which is what we call Judah, right? On the last broadcast, what do we say? I am Judah. Judah represents the remnant, right? The remnant of the people of God. Hallelujah. That the Lord Most High will preserve as he continued um, to work toward bringing forth uh, salvation through Jesus Christ, who is the root of who? David. Hallelujah. And so anyways, God is saying that he's going to lay siege works to Jerusalem. And I want to look in the scripture so we can see why. But I'll tell you up front, it is because they did not abide with the Lord Most High wholeheartedly. Hallelujah. We've got to abide with God wholeheartedly. Right? You know, if somebody were in a relationship with you and they weren't in that relationship wholeheartedly, what would you do? you would get out of said relationship, right? Because nobody wants to be with somebody who's just going along to get along. You know, you want to be with somebody who really um, has a heart for you, you know, who really wants to be in it with you, who really loves you, right? And, and God is no different. Hallelujah. He's no different. He tells us in Matthew 22 and 37, what does he say? Love the Lord your God with how much of your heart? He says, all of it. Hallelujah. So what is going on with the nation of Jerusalem? <clears throat> the word of the Lord says in the 29th chapter, verse one, woe to Ario. Ario refers to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Fireplace on God's altar, the lion of God. Ario, the city where David encamped. Celebrate the feast for a few more years, but then I celebrate the feast for a few more years but then i will bring trouble to ariel okay the lord is not holding back any punches he's like okay have your good time but i'm about to bring trouble on you and know this that the trouble that god allows in our lives is for our deliverance okay the trouble that god allows in our lives is to wake us up you know what i mean to turn us back <laughs> You know, um, to, to, to save us from the very error of our way. And so he says in this 29th chapter of Isaiah, hallelujah, verse 2. But then I will bring trouble to Ariel. There will be mourning and moaning as she becomes truly an Ariel and an altar um, for me. I will encamp all around you besiege you with towers and mount siege works against you. Hallelujah. The Lord is about to mount siege works against Jerusalem. Okay. He is about to allow the Assyrians to come in and take over Jerusalem, right? It is prophesied. The question is, why is God allowing this to happen? Again, I submit to you this morning, hallelujah, that We've got to abide with God with our whole heart. And this is the, the, the foundationally the era of the way of Jerusalem. They stopped abiding with God with their whole heart. I want to advance um, to verse to verse nine. Hallelujah. So just because we everything after verses one through three is really the Lord speaking about the enemies coming in the, that that, you know, the, 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 the enemies of Jerusalem are going to be great in number and how they're going to come in um, and have their way uh, in that territory. But verse nine 
exposes to us the condition of the people of God. The word of the Lord says, if you make yourself stupid, you will stay stupid. Now look, I'm reading from the complete um, the complete Jewish study Bible, right? And so it's just kind of laying it out plainly for us. And then I also have um, the New King James uh, scripture as well. <laughs> that words it a little bit differently. Um, but the word of the Lord says, if you, if you make yourself stupid, you'll stay stupid. If you blind yourselves, you will stay blind. Hallelujah. You are drunk, but not from wine. You are staggering, but not from strong liquor. For Adonai has poured over you a spirit of lethargy. New King James Version says a spirit of deep sleep. Hallelujah. Now watch this. It says The word says he has closed your eyes. That is the prophet. Uh, and covered your heads that is the seers for you for you this whole prophetic vision has become like the message in a sealed up scroll now watch this i gotta go back up the lord says if you make yourself stupid you'll stay stupid if you make yourself blind you'll stay blind what is isaiah what is god saying through isaiah he's saying hallelujah that you know whenever god speaks there is a response from us Whenever God is trying to get your attention, there is a response from you. Hallelujah. Whether you acknowledge it or not, there's always a response, right? And what the Lord is saying, listen, if you if you make yourselves blind, that means if you if you close off your eyes and your ears to what I'm saying, if you choose that type of posture, that is what you're going to become. Hallelujah. Here, people of God, you know. The Lord does speak to us. He speaks to us through the scripture. He speaks to us through other people. He speaks directly to us by way of his Holy Spirit abiding in us. You know, God is always trying to, you know, relay something to us, right? But we've got to have the right posture before God. We've got to abide with him wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly. That means that there's never a moment where my eyes or ears are turned off to God, right? Imagine that, right? Like, you know, like children, when they decide that they don't want to listen to their parents, it's like we're talking to them, but they're not listening and we know it. And so what do we say? Are you, do you hear what I'm saying? You know, are you listening? It is, it is the same with God. When the Lord speaks to us, he expects for us to hear him. You know, he expects for there to be a proper response, which is to align to what he is saying, which is to conform and yield to what he is saying. But a lot of times we don't. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of times we don't. A lot of times we we act like we're not hearing him. You know, we act like we're not. And, and sometimes there's this pull. There's this pull on your heart to go in a direction. There's this pull on your heart to do a certain thing. There's this pull on your heart. Hallelujah. Where the Lord is saying, you know, hey, I want you to let go of these particular people. Or God is saying, pulling on your heart. And you know, you know that pull. And the Lord is saying, hey, I, I don't want you over here anymore. I want you going here. I, I, God is trying to lead you in a different way. Yet, what do we do sometimes? You know, we, we, we close our ears to God. We act like we're not seeing or perceiving what it is 
that he's saying or the unctions, the very pull of the Holy Spirit and how he's trying to lead us, we ignore it. We ignore it. And that's a very dangerous territory. What is the Lord saying to Jerusalem? He says, if you make yourselves blind, you will be what? Blind. Hallelujah. When we choose to not accept or yield to what God is saying or, or, or yield to how we know that he is leading us, that is us making ourselves blind. That is us closing our eyes. And the Lord Most High says, it, 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 that's not going to work. He says, because you've got to abide with me wholeheartedly. Hallelujah. Watch this. The Lord says, you're staggering here. But you're not staggering because you'll drink wine or anything. He says you're staggering from a, because he has poured out over you a spirit of lethargy. This is what he's saying to Jerusalem, right? And, and the New King James Version says he has poured out over you a spirit of what? Deep sleep, right? And, and, and this is what happens because, you know, you're, 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 you, you're not going to be able to ignore the pull of God for long right because you know when you whatever posture you take is the, is what you're going to become right so if you if you take the posture of one who does not hear you will become deaf to the lord most high if you take the posture as one who will not see hallelujah you will become blind to the things of god and so and so the lord says that i poured out a spirit of deep sleep a spirit of lethargy, a spirit of what? Slumber on you. What is that? That's deep complacency. It is a stronghold of complacency. That means that, and when you get into that space, right, you're willfully ignoring the will of God. You're willfully ignoring the way of God. The Lord says, I'm going to pour out this deep sleep on you, this, this spirit of lethargy. And you're not even going to be able to move yourself from that place. It's a dangerous thing. Hallelujah. He who has an ear, let him hear. What the spirit of Almighty God is saying to us this morning. You know, a lot of people are stuck because you played with God too long and too much. And you don't know how to pull yourself out of that, that, that strong complacency that you're in. Hallelujah. But the Lord Most High says to us, repent. He says, repent. Let me continue on in the scriptures. The Lord says, for, for Adonai has poured over you a spirit of lethargy. He has closed your eyes, that is the prophets. He has covered your heads, that is the seers, right? That is the thing. See, when we don't abide wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly and we're not receiving what God is saying, he'll stop sending his word to us. You know, he'll, he, the Lord closed the eyes of the prophets he was no longer speaking to them why because jerusalem had rejected the prophets they rejected the word their words they didn't want to hear what god was saying they just wanted to do what they wanted to do hallelujah the lord says we can't that's that's not the way he said it's not the way hallelujah and, 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 and between, it's, it's amazing because between the spirit of deep sleep, that's that stronghold of complacency that they can't even pull themselves out. You know, and then they, they, they want a word from God, but there is no prophet to, 
they can't they there's no prophet to speak a word to them because they have re, they have dwelt in a space of rejection for so long that now this is their posture they can't even receive from the lord almighty hallelujah watch this because the scriptures go goes on to say for you this whole prophetic vision has become like the message in a sealed up scroll a message that is sealed in a scroll you know that's why you can't play with god hallelujah we can't play with god you know either we're for him or we're against him right but the lord is like i don't do i don't do lukewarm he says be hot or be cold that was a message unto laodicea uh one of the one of the seven churches in asia god says be hot or be cold but don't be lukewarm and 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 uh jerusalem was somewhere on the fence concerning the things of god they really didn't want to hear it but they were pretending now watch this the word of the lord says hallelujah um for you the prophetic vision has become like the message sealed up in a scroll when one gives it to someone who can read and says please read this he answers i can't because it's sealed hallelujah if the scroll is given to someone who can't read with the request please read this he says i can't read and so what god is saying there's going to be no difference between you these scriptures here there'll be no difference between you who who can read and somebody who can't read you're going to lay your eyes on what god is trying to say to you and it's going to be sealed to you why because you have rejected the word of the almighty you played church for too long you pretended for too long hear me this morning hallelujah hallelujah god says listen you this you walk a slippery slope when you do this this is not the way of the lord um hallelujah but watch this the, the word of the lord goes on to say and this is this is again getting into the heart of where jerusalem was verse 13 says then adam i said because these people approach me with empty words and the honor they bestow on me is mere lip service hallelujah while in fact they have distanced their heart from me and their fear of me is just a mitzvah it is just a commandment of human origin hallelujah now listen this is it this is how they got to where they are okay this is how they got to this place of of deep sleep slumber this is how they got to a place where the the, the prophetic was sealed up for them this is how they got there they because they were approaching the word the lord with empty words god says you gotta abide with me wholeheartedly right and so they were trying to run a number on god you know they were still showing up for worship but there there, there was no heart in it you know for us that be they, they were still coming to church there was no no heart their hearts weren't present they were still praying but what the scripture says they approached him with what empty words empty words we that's why we got to be careful like with with <laughs> everything that we do and say like we, we, you got it we got to be fully present with the lord most high we got to be fully conscious of this relationship that he has brought us into right because lip service doesn't cut it 
the eyes of God and our, and, our, and we talked on a previous broadcast abiding in the eyes of God, right? The eyes of God are, are like fire, right? And so everything that he sees as he looks out at what you're doing, only what is real can sustain his eyes. Anything that is fake is burned up immediately, right? So you can't fool God. Like you can't, there, you can't be uh, deceptive before him because he he sees directly to your heart. He knows what is, but he says, Jerusalem, you're approaching me with empty words. The honor that you give me is just lip service, right? And so they had learned, you know, how to, how they, they learned the, the right things to say. You know, they were still showing up to the temple, but there, there, there was no, their heart wasn't present, you know? That's, that's what we do sometimes, you know, sometimes you, it, even in, in the present day church, you know, everybody's hands are lifted up, right? And everybody is supposedly worshiping God, but is your heart in that worship? Is your heart in that worship? Those prayers, you know, is your heart, or is your heart in that prayer? God is saying, I already know, like, you can't pull the wool over my eyes concerning where you stand with me, you know? And so what we've got to endeavor to do is to just truly be honest with the Lord God Almighty, right? Like, even in those times or those days where you're not feeling it, bring your not feeling it moment to God, because that's wholeheartedly, you know, like, wholeheartedly Lord you know I'm not feeling it today you know bring the truth the Lord says you 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 cannot worship me unless you do it in, in spirit and in truth They'll, those who worship me must worship in spirit and in truth and, and so what Jerusalem was doing was they they had a form of godliness but their their hearts was not in it hallelujah the word of the Lord says um, while in fact they have distanced their hearts from me and their fear of me is just a mitzvah that, that is Hebrew for command of human origin is a command of human origin and I, I'm going to say it right here when I was 21 years old I think I, I, think I had turned 21 I want to say between 20 and 21 and I'll never forget the Holy Spirit just spoke something very softly and gently in me. And it was by way of a question. It was a question. He says, um, and I, I was sitting in my friend's camper. She, we were young Marines. She had went in the building to do something. And I was sitting in the car waiting on her to come back. Da, 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 da. And I, the Holy Spirit uttered something very strange to me. And he said, will you serve me? And I was like, where is this coming from, right? <laughs> I'm like, where is this coming from? I'm like, Lord, I serve you. You know I serve you, like, right? And so um, Holy Spirit was just like, no. He says, will you serve me? You know, and when he said it that second time, I understood what he was, where he was coming from. He was saying, not because of your upbringing, you know, you have you have been brought up in church right i've been i was brought up in the baptist church you know um the lord was saying to me will you serve me not because this is 
the way that you know you know not because this is what you were brought up in not because your mother serves me not because you 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 come from a family of faith right not not because of any of that like like cut all of that off scratch all of that move all of that from the table god is saying will you serve me right and so when that sword came down what what god almighty was doing he was severing the work of my soul from the work of the spirit right because the lord is saying you know was calling me to a place uh, where he was saying listen you were given the the the, the habit of church you were given a, a, a system the a system of of what it is to relate to me and to know me right i mean like literally we went to church you know every sunday i was in the church you know like multiple days throughout the week that was my life <laughs> you know but god was saying listen no i want you to serve me not out of the 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 the, the habitual way of life that you brought up were brought up in but god was saying i want you to serve me from the abundance of your heart he was asking me for my heart all over again and i was already baptized i already knew who he was right but there was something in the root of my service to him hallelujah that that i believe that he wanted to pull out he wanted to uproot that he wanted to uproot everything in me and everything that i was doing for him he wanted to uproot that part that came from uh, the traditions of my family you know what i mean that came from the my, my upbringing he wanted me to worship and serve him 100 out of the choosing of my own heart and it's funny because you know i'm like 20 21 years of old and that's that point where it's like hey i'm grown grown now <laughs> where i can make decisions i'm making decisions i'm doing my own thing you know um but i'm grateful that that the lord brought that question to me because you know it was right there in that moment that i hallelujah when i understood what god was asking me i just had a whole altar call in the car in the car that day where i um got on my knees in the floorboard of that car and and repented hallelujah and and made a commitment to serve god and to worship him for myself you know on a basis of what what this work that he began in me you know this work this relationship that he initiated with me this love that he had for me and i think it's important that we um pull up the roots of tradition and we pull up the roots of habit you know um because those are things that are going to be burned up you know the lord says what what are you doing from your heart i want your i want your heart and that is ultimately what god was asking me for my heart not my habit not my 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 systems of teaching not indoctrination not religion he was asking me for my heart hallelujah and so i recommitted to him to give him my heart and to serve him from my heart hallelujah listen to me the word of the lord says <clears throat> 
that they were that that their fear of him was just a command of human origin it was just they were doing it because this is what they were taught to do they were doing this everything that they were doing even in the temple which should have been worship unto the lord god almighty it still was the the basis of it was um the commandments of men hallelujah this ought not be so this ought not be so the lord says this it's not gonna cut it it's not gonna work because when the rubber meets the road in your life you have to know that i love you you know and that i am for you and that i am with you you know and that my heart hallelujah is for you and that thing has to sail back the other way that our heart is for him hallelujah and him alone that he becomes the treasure of our lives listen to me the word of the lord says at verse 14 therefore i will have to keep shocking these people with astounding and amazing things until the wisdom of their wise ones vanishes and the discernment of their discerning ones is hidden away right because this is what they have come to rely on they had come to rely on the wisdom of men rather than the wisdom of almighty god hallelujah the word says he who has begun a good work in you is faithful to perform it until the day of jesus christ right and this is that maintenance work that god does on us right he's constantly pruning our lives you know because we do we have those areas where we get some overgrowth and we get you know uh, some weeds in there you know choking out uh, things that we need and, and and the Lord has to prune our lives and clean us up and say you know what Ebony this you're doing this but this is this is not beneficial it's not helpful I want you to give that up you know um, and, 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 and this is, this is just real. This is just what it is to be in relationship because with the Lord most high, because, you know, um, we can't, the, the relationship is with God, not with stuff and not with systems and not with processes. Right. And so the Lord God almighty is like, you know, uh, being in a relationship with me, is not about a methodology. And a lot of times we're looking for a system. We're looking for a methodology. And what happens is, is we, we come to love the system and the methodology, not God himself, you know? And, 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 and so he, he prunes us, even those very areas of our lives where we think we figured out God out and we began to work a system of how to pray, you know, cause like nowadays everybody's got keys for this and keys for that. Right. <laughs> and all of these different things, they're like systems by how to get things done in the spirit realm, right? It's just so much stuff out there. But the Lord says, no, the scripture says, the Lord says I'm going to give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, right? Hallelujah. Because the Lord has given us Christ. Christ is the master key. Everything is accomplished through him and through his name. I'm digressing. I'm just kind of going off track. But ultimately what I'm saying is that Jerusalem had fallen in love with a system, you know, and they were content to to operate a system even though their hearts were completely removed from the work that they were doing that's a dangerous thing hallelujah and so the lord was calling them out he says i poured on you a spirit of deep a deep sleep a spirit of lethargy you know and so and he's closed the eyes of the prophets you know because you're not even hearing from god anymore you're just it, operating a protocol you know it, it won't it won't it won't work hallelujah Hallelujah, it won't, it won't 
work to persist in a work that our heart is removed from won't work it just won't hallelujah the word the lord says to jerusalem at verse 15 i'm almost done woe to those who burrow down deep to hide their plans from adonai they work in the dark and they say to themselves nobody sees us nobody knows nobody knows us how you turn things upside down is the potter not better than the clay does something made say to its maker he didn't make me does the product say to its producer he has no discernment right like there this is speaking to those moments where we act like god has gotten it wrong about us it's kind of like when the lord said to me will you will you serve me and i was like lord you know i serve you <laughs> right that's that was the clay's response to the potter you know i serve you but god was trying to get to the heart of the matter that he's saying i know ebony you serve me but a lot of what you do is connected to your upbringing it's connected to habit it's connected to a system that you have been given and the lord says i want you to cut ties with all of that hallelujah cut ties with all of that and it's just me and you it's gonna be me and you going forward in this in this relationship hallelujah in the journey of your life is going to be to know me I'm going to show you who I am. Hallelujah. That's 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 what it is. Listen. God knows our plans. He knows we we can't conceal anything from him because he knows our heart. And even at verse 15, this is a very wicked thing to do. This is a very wicked word that God is exposing that Jerusalem, the people of Jerusalem were up to where he says, woe to those who burrow down deep to hide their plans from Adonai. They work in the dark. They work in the dark and say to themselves, nobody sees us, nobody knows us. Listen, any work that is concealed, any work that we do in the dark, things that we try to uh, keep away from the eyes of God, like we're putting out a certain type of motive when really there's a hidden agenda here. That's a wicked work. No, the Lord says, cut it out. I know what's in your heart. I know where this is coming from. And God says, this is why you have got to be discerning in these last days. Hallelujah. We have got to, um, we've got to begin to consecrate. Because the more consecrated and set apart we are unto God, the greater our discernment will be. You know, because there are a lot of folks who have concocted like these huge um agendas that really they seem to be good words but they're not they're wicked words and they have very they have wicked agendas attached to them but you're not gonna know if you cannot discern the ways of man through the eyes of the spirit hallelujah 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 I want to go now to the last verse I want to share with you guys today. So the Lord is about to lay siege works to Jerusalem because it's he's like, y'all are out of order. You're, you're in, up in here pretending you have a form of godliness, but you deny the power. Your heart is not in your prayer. Your heart is not in anything that you do. Um, and, and we've got to be careful about that. When you pray, bring your heart into it, not 
just praying out of the, your mind, like bring your heart into it. You know, you <laughs> stay there. Speak your truth. Don't don't try to utter up something, something spiritual um, for the sake of prayer. But like, really, what is in your heart? You know, um, that that's that's where we that's where we got to draw from. We got to bring all of that up because that gets to the space and gets us into the space of truth. The Lord says that worship begins where in spirit and in truth, like at that point, you know, nothing, anything outside of that is just is going to be burned up because it's not. God can't receive it. He won't receive it. He won't receive it. Watch this. The word of the Lord says in Matthew. <clears throat> excuse me chapter 22 verse 37 the lord says you are to love adonai your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength this is the greatest and most important mitzvah or commandment right so god is saying you got to love me with all that's 100 of your heart you know and so the thing that we have to be careful about is to ensure that we actually do love God and not, I can't love the work more than I love God. I can't love the ministry of the Lord more than I love God. I can't love praying more than I love God himself. I can't love uh, worship more than I love God himself. I got to love God with all of my heart, right? I can't love the system of church. I can't love the teachings of the scriptures more than I love God. I got to love God, like with my whole heart, you know? And it's interesting because of like, like how easy it is for us to move from the space of loving God with our whole heart to really loving what we, loving what we do for God, <laughs> you know? Like I remember, you know, I used to sing in the choir. I love to sing in the choir. I used to love it. I love going to choir rehearsal. I used to love singing in the choir, in the choir on Sunday morning. But watch this. God is saying, no, Ebony, will you serve me? You can't love. I don't want you to love singing in the choir. I want you to love me. And sometimes we fall in love with the work while our love for God is lacking. Do you hear where I'm coming from this morning? The Lord says, you got, we have got to abide wholeheartedly. Hallelujah. So he says, love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. Now watch this. I'm going to read this last scripture and I'm done for today. The word of the Lord says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, moreover, understand this, verse 1, <clears throat> That in the end times, in the last days, in the in the last days will come trying times. People will be self-loving, self-loving, not God-loving. They're gonna be self-loving. This is where we this is where we are today. People are, I, it doesn't matter what they're trying to put it out to be. <laughs> you know, a lot of folks trying to pass it off for loving God. No, you love yourself. You're singing because you love yourself and you want the accolades and attention. You're ministering because you love yourself. You want accolades. You want attention. You're praying because you love yourself. You want accolades. You want attention. God is saying that I'm not to be. Lord says, I see what is in your heart. So how do we deal with it? We speak the truth before the Lord most high about what is in our hearts. And we repent. We turn from the error of our way. Listen, the word of the Lord says that in these last days, people will be self-loving money loving okay 
and I love their money. The Lord says, wherever your treasure is, is where your heart is going to be. Where is your treasure this morning? Where is our treasure this morning? You know, he says, people in the last days, people are going to be proud, arrogant, insulting, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, ungrateful, unholy, heartless. This is going to be cold. Excuse me. You can watch the news right now, folks. Are cold. You know, I there was a, there was on the news about a, a human body chop shop. Like, what are we doing? It's heartless. The very work that the people are doing, and even those connected to uh, buying human body parts. Like, what are we doing? This is where we are. You got to be a heartless person to do this. To establish, to work in, to to be a part of that cover up, to protect it, and definitely to buy from. You gotta be heartless. The Lord, the word of the Lord says that they're gonna be unappeasable, slanderous, uncontrolled, brutal, hateful of good, traitors, headstrong, swollen with conceit. Loving pleasure rather than loving God. Loving pleasure rather than God. As they retain the outer form of religion, but deny its power. That's the part. That's the form of godliness. They retain the outer form of religion, but deny its power. The Lord says, this is, this is the day you live in. So you got to learn how to abide wholeheartedly. That means that my bad day is before God. When I'm weak, I bring that weakness before God. You know what I mean? Like every temptation, I got to bring that before God. Because listen, if you don't, what will happen is you're going to shift into having the outer form of religion. But no power. This is not the will of the Lord most high for our lives. So we've got to be careful that we live, hallelujah, every moment of our waking lives very consciously before the Lord God Almighty. Like, like literally, hallelujah, that to make an acknowledgement that God, hallelujah, my very everything that is in my mind and everything that is in my heart is laid bare before you this day. So I'm not going to try to hide anything from you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak truth. I'm going to live out of the abundance of truth the lord says hallelujah what what that 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 truth brings about what freedom it brings about liberty hallelujah hallelujah the lord says we don't have to pretend about anything with him but he says but you do have to abide wholeheartedly there can be no there can be no split hallelujah there can be no there can be no no, 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 no percentages of your affection. It 100% has to be unto the Lord most high. And then what? You trust him with everything else. That's it. That's it. You know, because here's the reality. We need God. Lord, I need you. God, I, this, this is the truth. I don't, I don't know no better way to say it. The way I say it, you know, before the Lord, I'm like, God, I need you. I do. Like, 
can't even do life without you, Lord. I need you. I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. For for everything concerning this life. God, I need you. And that's it. The, the Lord had closed the eyes of the, 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 the prophets and the seers. He had covered them because Jerusalem wasn't, they weren't listening to any of the prophets. The Lord had sealed up his words because they, they had <clears throat> cut themselves off from God. But why, why would they do that? Why would they even do that? Why would anyone do that? Why would we cut ourselves off from God? It's because we found another resource. You know, it's because we trust something else more than we trust the Lord Most High. And the Lord says it's not going to work. <clears throat> he said, I, I, I can already tell you the end of that destruction. It's not going to work. He says it's not going to work. I created you. I made you. And he says, I know you. And the journey of your life is to know your maker and your creator hallelujah and and that's it and so we've got to learn to abide with god with the whole heart with our whole heart and that requires honesty it requires transparency hallelujah as if we could even keep anything from god anyway you know the good the bad and the ugly keep it before god almighty when we're weak bring it lord i'm weak Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to learn how to grab hold of the strength of Almighty God. When we become weak, we grab hold of the strength of Almighty God. When there are things that we don't want to face or we feel, God, that we can't face face something, what do we do? We grab hold of the strength of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And, and guess what? And we yield to his pruning. The Lord had been working with Jerusalem. He said, what? I brought, these are my children. He said, I brought them up. He said, but they, they have abandoned me. They have spurned the Holy One of Israel. They have turned their backs on God. You know, and, that, and that's it. You, you get you get a little, a little something, a little money in your pocket, and you don't pray as much as you used to. You know, when folks, when, 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 when your enemies stop coming for you, then what? Uh, we, we, we forget about the fact that we need God. And so we got to learn how to stay connected in the good times just as much as we are connected to God in the bad times, right? It's a, it's a relationship that we, we relate to Almighty God, to Jesus Christ, our Savior, in, in every aspect of our lives. This is it. And we don't move from that space. We got to learn how to abide there, to stay there, to dwell there, to continue from the abundance, hallelujah, of that of that place and that relationship. Amen. This is all I have for this morning. The word of God for the people of God. I encourage you to abide wholeheartedly. Uh, my name is Dr. Ebony Robinson. Thank you guys for tuning in with me today. Until next time, you all be blessed.